0: Hi, and welcome to the Transient Wool Merchants. We have a few um, a few things to talk about since this is our first episode in a really long time. And the first thing to talk about is that we've had a bit of a change. With Heather being a full-time RVer and having um, minimal Wi-Fi most of the time that they're on the road, Um, she has taken a break from our podcast and I have a new host, um, starting with this episode and, um, I'd like to introduce you to him. Uh, you may have met him on the road. He is my husband, my wonderful Scooter Pie, uh, the furry little man that I carry everywhere with me. And, um, he is going to be joining us as the co-host now. So, Scooter Pie. Yes. Introduce yourself.
1: I'm Scooter Pie the Shepherd Guy. You may know me from Instagram, or at the shows. I'm the guy in the kilt. Or on Instagram, the guy with the Shetland
0: sheep up under his chin. Yeah, that too. Hiding sheep in his beard, or drinking whiskey with Big Wainer, yep. or having foodie adventures across the country with me. So, today we are going to be talking about all of the things you've missed, and all of the things we have coming up. So this may be a super long episode, it may not be, I don't know. We'll see where we go. So, our first segment in our new format here is called She's Crafty. And, and you are crafty. I am crafty. Um, And he's crafty, too, but he hasn't built anything lately. But when he does, we'll be sure to report on that, too. Um, So currently, uh, what I'm working on is the La Dame Blanche shawl by Barbara Benson, um, which I'm making in two colors of our yarn. Um, It was launched at Rhinebeck last year and was hanging in our booth, if you happen to be at Rhinebeck, and see that. It is amazing and beautiful and just spectacular. And I can't wait to get it finished. It's, um, it's a mosaic stitch so it's very interesting. have to look that one up. And um, I just cast on the Fairy Hill Shawl by Helen Stewart from Shawl
1: Society 2. Oh, we like listening to her podcast, don't we?
0: Well, we listen to her podcast when we're on the road. Um, but that one I didn't intend to knit right away except for Mother's Day
1: I got a wonderful gift from Scooter Pie. Oh, yeah. I had uh, picked up some of destination yarns uh, Cinderella's castle signature colorway for our uh, from our retreat at Disney last year and she didn't know it and and I was shocked a wonderful surprise was, it was a
0: wonderful surprise because I had really really wanted a skein of that and um, I just I'd never got out of our booth or you know got a minute free to go shop. And I was, you know, lamenting, okay, I was griping to all of my friends that I hadn't been able to pick up any of the Signature Colorways, uh, with the exception of the Queen City Yarn Pixie Dust, because their table was right next to my checkout, and so I was able to buy that without leaving the booth. But um, I'm really excited to get that um, underway. It's speeded, and um, I love Helen Stewart's designs. They're just, They're just super delicate and beautiful. And then, um, well, pretty much um, the rest of the things I'm knitting on are on Lauren Elkin, because we all know that um, when I grow up, I want to be Lauren Elkin. Um, so I'm knitting the Hring scarf, H-R-I-N-G, um, which is inspired by Shetland Lace, which I'm sort of obsessed with right now, not going to lie. Um, and her Nugget Peds, which was part of her Lola's Choice Club, and those, I'm going to be knitting like a zillion pair of those. They have a beaded detail around the cuff, um, but they're like super-duper shorty socks. I think they're even shorter than uh, the Rose City Rollers, but um, I really, really, really like them. So I'm knitting those, and then I'm still trying to catch up on the Creatrix Cow, which was part of her M Club, um, and I got a little bit behind on that because I finished a ton of stuff recently. And, um, I'll talk about that later, but in spinning, I've also just gotten my spinning mojo back recently, which I'm not sure you're excited about because that means you have to
1: lug my giant wheels around. Yeah. Especially the, uh, the Buick Roadmaster.
0: Oh, the custom classic. Yeah. yeah. It's um, metal. It weighs a ton. Yeah. It's built aluminum and steel, so it's, it's sort of stupid, crazy heavy. Yeah. Um, But I'm spinning a braid of Polworth silk from Dragonfly Fibers and your Cheshire Cat Kellerway, which I think you gave me for Christmas. Probably. um, On my Hanson mini spinner. And then, as we said, on my custom classic wheel, I'm actually spinning a sweater's worth of Moonbear or Romney Ram that I've been stockpiling here. Um, The reason that I like to use that one is because... Um, the regular flyer on it, the bobbins hold 12 ounces, and on the jumbo flyer, they ho- hold 24. So I can literally spin two regular size bobbins um, and just keep going. Like where I would have to spin three or four bobbins on one of my other wheels, I can just keep going. And then I can ply two of them together into... Um, one of the jumbo bobbins. I'll probably actually end up making a three-ply. The goal is um, three-ply bulky because I think I want a Nova's jacket out of Moonbear.
1: That'll be
0: nice. Yeah. Moonbear is sort of our special special child, and he's getting up there in years. Yeah. Um, I have to say, let me just stop right here for a second and say, I apologize in advance for um, the wildlife noises you may be hearing in the background. Right now we have 13 ducklings, and eleven chicken peeps, something like that, that are wandering around the yard, and that well, they never shut up. So if you are distracted by um, cheeping and peeping and and roosters crowing and whatnot, it's a farm. They it's they the have, it's one of the hazards of the job. So um, okay, so what I finished, and I'm just going to go through these real quickly because I finished a ton since well, this isn't even. This isn't even half of what I finished since the last time I recorded. But um, re- in recent memory, I've re- I've finished uh, the Brioche Basic Beanie, the Banksia Hat by Wooly Wormhead, the Velary Cow from the Lola's Choice Club by Lauren Elkin, uh, the Beeswax Hat, the Artichoke French Mittens by Laura Nelkin, and that I just made out of some of my Jill Draper Make Stuff Empire leftovers from when I did my um, Mama Vertebrae sweater. Uh, I finished the Always Cowl, another Lola's Choice Club pattern. Um The Parthenon Shell by Jo Joe Strong. If you haven't seen Jo's patterns, um they are available at uh House of Yarn in Nashville and they're absolutely gorgeous. She's um she's the owner's mother and she does patterns based on um the architectural uh oddities in Nashville. The last, last year I did Meet Me at the Ryman, and this year I did the Parthenon. Um, she's got a third one coming out soon, but I'm not sure what it is yet. Um, I also finished test knitting the Morala Cow by Kyle Konecki. It's a heavily beaded cow. It's really gorgeous. You should check that one out, too. Um, I finished the Circo Cow by Lauren Elkin. Uh The Mystery Cowlet by Karina Ferguson. That was a ton of slip stitches. And I did that one in um, the Frabjous Fibers uh, Cheshire Cat uh, Gradient Pack, and I really really enjoyed that. Um, Karina does amazing patterns. If you haven't, if you're not fam- familiar with picnic nets, check it out. Um, also, the Brioche Booster Cow by Lauren Elkin. the Snazzy Scarflet by Na- Lauren Elkin. Um, oh, and I'll let Scooter tell you about these. I made him. A new set, uh, well, the first set of socks I've ever made for him. And um, that was a pretty big deal for him, I'd say.
1: Oh, yeah. They were in uh, the Boba Fett colorway from...
0: Mustache Yarn.
1: Mustache Yarn. And they're awesome. Yeah. And shout out to uh, Anne from the Carolina Fiber Girls, because she she had a hand in knitting them while they were at the Carolina Fiber yeah thing and decided that we would
0: get them done before i went home so he would have a surprise um since he didn't get to go with me to the carolina fiber frolic and uh so Anne pitched in and we just cranked through them that weekend and finally got them done for him and i was all excited i finally finished them i didn't have to knit them anymore and he went to dfw and got a skein of chewbacca so now i have to make him another set so, well,
1: and there's also the the droids the droid yarns.
0: Yes, yes. R2D2 and c 3 P. I I was hoping you had forgotten that, but apparently I have three more pairs of Star Wars socks from Mustache to Knit for Skater Pie. Yeah. Um, I also finished the Halbob Mcal by Amber O'Brien. That was sort of amazing. It's very strangely shaped and inspired by uh the Halbob comet, which we'll talk a little bit more about the Halbob comet um in a minute, but Uh, We also finished the Snowmelt Shell by Helen Stewart and the Celandine Beanie by Romy Hill, which I made for my friend's daughter um, as a chemo cap because she's set to graduate here in two weeks, but instead she's in Children's Hospital with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. So I wanted to get that made for her. It's uh, wool silk, or yeah, merino silk from um, October house and their Madeline Kellerway And it's absolutely beautiful. Very, very soft and a lovely shade of light pink. It's just going to be perfect for, um, for Libby. So, um, anywho, the next segment is called in the Rearview mirror. And this is where we'll catch you guys up on all of the weirdness. We've been all the
1: places we've been,
0: all the places we've been since the last time we talked um, and right now we have so much to catch up on.
1: Maybe we should just do a whole separate on the shows we've done so far this year and a whole other special tales from the road.
0: We can think about that. Um, just the Maybe highlights we'll... for right now.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, we had a very successful launch of our first set of tour t-shirts. Yes. Um, our Our uh, hard rock inspired. Um, Ross t-shirts uh, with the tour dates on the back. We've we've nearly sold out of those. We're going to have to order again. Uh, they are for sale on the website um, if you still haven't gotten yours and you need to or you just want to see what they look like because they're pretty ridiculous. And uh, I just oh, got yeah. the proofs today for um, the next one, yeah, which will launch in June. And it's going to be awesome. It's quite possibly more ridiculous than the last. Yeah. Um, so that's coming up. Um we I also had another uh I pro- I published another pr- profile in my um Origins column in Knit Edge magazine. That was in issue 10 and it was on our dear friend Space Cadet, um who's a Pittsburgh area dyer. Um you can check that out too. And I also got to speak about our rare breeds twice at the Plyaway Retreat in Kansas City, which was amazing. Um, as always, yeah, we'll, we'll do it an extra little subset for anybody who's interested about the shows that we've done so far, um, not to take up all the time here today. And, um, I also did a Q and A session. We actually did a Q and A session at Steel City Fiber Collective on preserving rare breeds. Um, we're really getting much more into, um, education and, um, raising awareness for the weird little sheep that we raise out here on the farm, and that was that was really great. We were glad to be invited to do that. Um, as many of you know, we held our first knitting retreat at Walt Disney World on June twenty fifth at the Swan. January. 5th. January twenty fifth at the Swan. Not June. Not June. Not June, Not June at all. Uh, with Laura Nelkin and Karina Ferguson, and um, just spending the weekend with Laura has pretty much. Um, Pretty much thrown me into, Lara all the time knitting mode, and uh, I'm super excited about some patterns that she has coming out, and I can't wait to knit those. And I've been knitting more of Karina's patterns. That what she wasn't somebody that I had been knitting a whole lot of before we did the the retreat with her, and she has a zillion patterns, and they are all gorgeous. We also traveled cross-country to Santa Clara, California, for our Stitches West first appearance at Stitches West, right? And we had a great time on our epic road trip. Um, <laughs> we will leave it there. Yeah. Um, let's just say that Scooter Pie got to load and unload the truck an extra time. Yeah. After the truck broke down, um, so we'll we'll talk about that in the in the other episode. Uh, and then February, March, and April, and actually a little bit of May now, um, have been lambing season. And mm-hmm.
1: do you want to... Sure, we can talk about lambing season. Yeah, um, we started around uh, around Valentine's Day with, with the lambing. And, uh, of course, when we put our rams in for lambing, for when we are going to do lambing. We weren't booked to do uh, Stitches West. Stitches West wasn't even a consideration at that point. So for the two weeks we were gone while we drove out to California, did Stitches West, and drove back, was when the majority of the lambs were due and came.
0: Yeah, Drew did 65 lambs. Yeah. Drew delivered 65 lambs while we were gone. Yeah, Um, at least. Because we were on the road for two weeks for Stitches West. And, um, the bulk, the bulk of the lambs were due the Saturday that Stitches West started. So, um, yeah, we had, we had to rely very heavily on Drew to get through that. And of course he's just celebrated his 22nd birthday. So, um, he's quite, you know, quite capable. And, uh, it was sort of trial by fire. I'm, I was really grateful that, nothing bad happened that he had to deal with while we were gone um everybody sort of popped out, stood up and latched
1: on, which is the best we can hope for. Yeah, and uh he didn't really run into anyone with mastitis or milking problems that those ones waited till we got home.
0: Yep. Yep. But you the worst the worst part about being on the road with you during lambing season was all of your Shetlands doing it without you. Yeah you didn't get to snuggle them up under your beard. they had to they had to wait on you. Although Shayla waited till the end. Shayla did wait until you got back. That was yeah. sort of weird. And everybody gets bred five months and five days before um, before they're due. so we totally did not plan that. But we did somehow manage to read the the um, really important Lester Longwolves for a much later delivery date. So we yes. were we were back home and off the road. Actually, our our Lester's arrived as we were driving home from Maryland Sheep and Wool. They started to come. Yeah. And we've been raising three of those on a on bottle a, on a bottle. Yeah. One of the they have two different mothers. One mother has twins, and one has a single. And the one with the twins um, doesn't have enough milk, and the one with a single has a lamb that can't find um, the teeth because they're uh, lower to the ground than she expects them to be, and hasn't been able to locate them yet. Um, so,
1: so for the past two weeks, I've been milking milking her out. What, five times a day? Every four hours. And putting it in a bottle and feeding the, all three lambs.
0: Yeah, the three lambs will take the bottle just fine. But, yeah. Um, well, and they're Sherman and Mr. Peabody and Polly. Yeah. And Sherman is is a nipple hog. He's on his mother yeah, he's, like 24-7. He's, whatever seven, so whatever brother, she's making, he's getting. Yeah, so his brother is getting nothing, and he's getting it all. And then Polly can't seem to locate her mother's udders. So we're feeding her too, but everybody's growing well and and we'll probably be bottle feeding them for a few more weeks and then they'll be big girls and boys and can eat hay and grain like everybody else and go yeah. outside and eat grass. But for right now we have three children on the bottle. Um Yep, so that's
1: Yeah, they've got their own private room in the barn.
0: Yeah. That's our life. We get up early in the morning and go down to the barn and feed the babies and try to get all of our chores done around time to feed the babies. And then we have breakfast. And then we have breakfast, yeah. Um, so what's coming up down the road?
1: Down the road. Well, we're leaving this weekend to go to uh, Great Lakes Fiber Festival in Wooster, Ohio. That's always such a nice show. That is a nice show. A nice little town.
0: Yeah, really nice little town. Yeah. I know you're jonesing for those two restaurants that we like to go to. Yes.
1: And we need to go back to that ice cream place again.
0: Oh, I'd forgotten about the ice cream place.
1: Yeah, with those monster sundaes.
0: Except they snuck bananas in mine. Yeah. And
1: ruined it for me.
0: I hate bananas. Mm. Top secret fact, but yeah. I'm not a fan of bananas. Um. Yeah, so we'll be at Great Lakes Fiber Festival. Uh, We have a double. We'll have the wheels with us. Um, We have some Hog Island left. Yes. Um, Very limited quantities, but we do have some left. Uh, And we will have our Laura Nelkin little trunk show with us. Um, We have her uh, accessory kits with us in the booth. And I'm super excited about it. Um, Today is Scooter's birthday. So when we go to Worcester for the show, we always go to City Square Steakhouse
1: to celebrate for his birthday. Yes. And what's the other place, the farm-to-table place? It's Broken a- Rocks. Broken Rocks.
0: Yeah, so we'll be at those two places. Um, what else is coming up down the road? Uh, we Oh, the registration opened for our second knitting retreat at Disney. Yes. Um...
1: I was going to say down the road. The next show after that is uh, SSK in July.
0: Oh, yeah. I'd forgotten about that. Um, Which is always a good one. Absolutely. We really, really enjoy um, SSK. Nashville is one of our very favorite places. It's just, everybody's just so nice there. We get to see Meg at House of Yarn, and we get to go to Craft South, and we get to eat.
1: yes. Eat, eat, eat. Good scooter. barbecue. Peg leg porker.
0: A scooter gets to get a peg leg porker and then send pictures on Instagram to Big Wayner and make him jealous. Make him jealous. Um, what are you cooking lately? Your next segment is What's Cooking? Well,
1: what's hey, cooking? what's
0: cooking good looking?
1: Uh, I don't know. Um, well, we had uh, grilled cheeses the other night. <laughs> You know, so it's not always fancy. Sometimes you, you got to just take it back to the basics. Um, geez, I don't know. What have I? Got?
0: You finally, you, you, we finally got um, a moment. You uh, fired up your big green egg and we had burgers and corn. the other Yeah, night we had burgers backyard. and corn in the green egg. Um, we got an Instapot for Christmas. And we still haven't used it. And we still haven't used it because we're totally like freaked out by this, this, Whole gadget. So if you've got great InstaPot um,
1: recipes or tips,
0: send them our way. Uh, definitely comment on the on the show notes um, and let us know what we should be cooking in the big either in the Big Green Egg or in the InstaPot.
1: Um, I've got a, uh, a turkey breast in the freezer that's just dying to go on the Big Green Egg for an all day smoking. Which which should be good. I have to do that pretty soon here.
0: Absolutely, his smoked turkey breasts are sort of epic. We really enjoy those. Um, so once again, if you have great recipes for the instant pot, let us know because we're dying to find some. So um, the next segment would be our barn report, and we've sort of alluded a little bit to um, to the lambs that came recently. And um, as Scooter Pie always says, everyone fed. Everyone good.
1: Yep. yep. Um, we have a uh, a donkey Jenny, Scarlet, who's <laughs> she's fat. She's fat, and when the other donkey Jenny came in January, the other donkey Jenny fold. She was just as big as as Silverbell was, so I thought she was gonna fold any also any day now. And it's been four months, and she still hasn't folded. And every night I go out there and I'm looking, you know, feeding and I look at her and I think, okay, that's a sign that may, it might be, maybe tomorrow. And then the next day comes and she hasn't folded. I thought she was saving it up and is going to have it on my birthday today, but no.
0: Well, and a little backstory on her. She's been exposed to the Jack multiple times over the last six years and has never, never, taken. never gotten pregnant. So we have pretty much given up and figured that she's never going to fall. And that's fine. We love her just the same. Um, But she's a beautiful red Jenny. And we we had hopes that we would have another little Scarlet. But at this point, she's huge. And she looks like she has an udder. And... It's one of those things where, you know, if you call the vet to come out and do a pregnancy check on her, that she will full, you know, ten minutes after he arrives. Because that's just how it works. Or ten minutes before he arrives. Or ten minutes before he arrives, right. Um, so we've been kind of holding off on that because it's really expensive, and most of the time it's sort of unnecessary, and I don't really want to do any kind of invasive procedures on her because well, I don't like poking and prodding myself, and I don't like to have to do that to my critters if I don't have to. Yeah. And most of the time everything just goes well, and you only have to call the vet if something goes horribly wrong. So we're hopeful, but I still just say she's fat. But the thing is, she's been monstrously fat literally for months.
1: Yes. Uh Yeah.
0: and everybody that looks at her says, oh my, she's going to fall very soon. Yeah. And they've been saying that since, well, Christmas.
1: Yeah. Well, what was it, three weeks ago that the farrier was here and did, did all their hooves. And he's like, oh yeah, she's going within a week.
0: Yeah, that was that was almost a month ago. Yeah. Um. So everybody that sees her thinks she's definitely going to fall and do it soon. But, I don't know. Anyways. So, um... With our Lester Longwolves this year, we used four different rams. Um, Phineas, Duke, Hamilton, and the Earl of Vlasic, yes, who is from the Pickle line. Don't ask. It's it's a thing. Um, and I couldn't make that one up. And we've also got two different genetic lines of the Hog Islands that we're, we're working with. Um, Boston is... Uh, Boston is the father of one of the lambs, and actually we found out that the other ram that we had used, Mad Max, um, was actually shooting blanks, so we didn't end up with any of those this year. Um, And our Romneys had lambs to both Teddy and Moonbear, and the Cotswolds had some baby Warwick's, and Darwin took care of our Jacobs, and Ruckus took care of the Cheviots and Ardbeg, drews or Scooter's sweet baby from last year. He uh, he did real well with the Shetlands, didn't he? Yeah, he. he you want to give your Shetland
1: report? The Shetland report. As as a five month old, he uh he got the job done, and we. Everybody had, always asks us how old. Yeah, how old do they have to be? Five months is good enough, and uh, we had what eight eighteen. Shetlands? 18 Shetland lambs born. 11 ewes and. 7 rams. 7 rams. Which is excellent. Yeah. And they're all great colors. And so if anyone needs a Shetland ram lamb.
0: Scooter's your guy. He still has the ones that he kept from last year because they're his children and yeah. he doesn't let them go. Um, and then also, um, Flynn Ryder. Ram extraordinaire, our black Lester. He was on loan to our friend Heidi, and he made some beautiful lesters at her house. And then Scooter Pie, you uh, you sent Lafroy.
1: I did send LaFroy down to uh, Bill Erickson's place. She she won the uh, one Shetlands last year at Maryland for the Youth Conservation Award. She got a couple Shetland ewes, and so I sent my ram down to take care of her ewes and make some more for her. And she ended up with two sets of twins. Two sets of twin rams. All rams. All rams. Yeah. So,
0: so much for increasing her flock, but at least she'll probably have a little bit of money coming in if she's able to sell her yeah. ram lambs. One of them is gorgeous. Um, little Gullmugget. Mm-hmm. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, so, like I said, we're your one-stop shop for Shetland rams right now. Um. So, Foodie Finds. We've uh, we've had some really amazing meals lately. Yes, on the we road, have, haven't
1: we? Oh yeah.
0: You want to talk some about your amazing meals?
1: Yeah, let's see. Um, oh, the first thing that comes to mind is the uh, form table place that we went to in Kansas City. Uh, was that called the Jacobson? The Jacobson. The Jacobson. It was really good. And uh, I finally got to have a, a Boulevardier. I've always been wanting to have one of those. Here, hear Al- Alton Brown talk about them all the time. And it was quite a tasty drink.
0: Yes, if Scooter could pick anybody in the world to be best friends with...
1: It would be Alton Brown. Yeah. He's a cool guy. Um,
0: where else did we go in Kansas City?
1: Where else did we go in Kansas City? We went to... Oh, we went to that little place in the train station, in Union Station, for mm-hmm. breakfast. And I had. That was an amazing breakfast. That was. I had a breakfast quesadilla. It was, what, an inch and a half thick? Oh, easily. It was like an omelet wrapped in a tortilla, which was awesome. And grilled with cheese. And grilled with cheese. It was great. Yeah.
0: Um, and they had a. Uh, every place we go for breakfast, I always have an omelet. It's just sort of my go to thing. Yeah. Um, and it was an amazing omelet. And they have the best English muffins in Kansas City. They're not like Thomas's, like we have here. I think they're Um, uh, but they're very thick and fluffy, and I love them. Yeah. But we also went to, um, we went to, the Plowboy Barbecue.
1: Went to Plowboy Barbecue again. Awesome stuff. Um, and then in the city center where the Plyway Retreat was was the uh, Unforked. And they had some really cool tacos, like street taco kind of things. And the one I had had uh, deep fried avocado in it. Like, like, uh,
0: almost like you would do tempura. Yeah. It was, and it was sort of like a fish taco only instead of fish, it was avocado.
1: Yes. Sounds, sounds weird, but it was awesome. Yeah. And where else? Have, where else have we gone that was quite interesting? I'm having a senior moment here.
0: <laughs> well, um, yesterday we went to a new garden bistro at Ogilvie Resort, which is near here in in Wheeling. Yeah. And it was super amazing. We really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, they had a caprese salad, which was very untraditional. Mm -hmm. It had almost like a avocado mousse that was topped with two roasted, like oven roasted Roma tomatoes and um, a ball of burrata sitting on top of the... And then black truffles and sea salt on top of the burrata and a a small quantity of, like, baby Kalamata's down at the other end. And it was on, like, a teardrop plate. It was gorgeous. Yeah. That was really amazing. And quite possibly the
1: best BLT I've ever had in my life. Yes, your BLT was good. I had a bite of that. Yeah. I had the grilled cheese, which also had the the good thick bacon on it. And newskis, newskis, Which we've only ever seen newskis at Disney. Yeah. So
0: we were very, very excited about that.
1: And it had caramelized onions and gruyere cheese. You have to try to replicate that one at home. Yeah. It was so good. And That's that- kind of our go-to
0: like when we're when we're just hanging at home and and we need to throw something together for for dinner without a whole lot of drama. We we usually make grilled cheeses or loaded baked potatoes.
1: Yeah, cuz who doesn't love like gooey cheese? Yeah, we we have a cheese problem. That's absolutely and- true. But then my appetizer yesterday was the, uh, deviled egg flight. Had five deviled eggs with...
0: It just blows my mind that, like, the deviled egg has come so far. Yeah. You know, from, like, you know, the church picnic to, uh, a flight of deviled eggs in a bistro. That just...
1: Yeah. And there was, like, grilled shrimp on two of them. Two of them had, uh lobster meat and the other had duck feet on it and they they were really good they were so good
0: I know you were you were over there talking about them and by the time I had looked up from dissecting my uh, caprese they were just gone they were gone that that lobster and chives on top of a that was sort of
1: amazing yeah
0: um so that was that was a lovely little find here locally
1: yeah We'll definitely have to go back to that one again.
0: Absolutely. Um, where else have we been on the? Oh, at Maryland, we went to. It's kind of become our our new go to for uh, Maryland sheep and wool. Like if you're in the Frederick area, you need to go to Family Meal. It is. I, I just can't. I mean, do you, do you do you talk about your favorite thing because?
1: Oh, the uh, the chicken pot pie bites which are scoops of chicken pot pie filling breaded and deep fried
0: but they're not they're not just breaded they're like coated in Ritz cracker crumbs
1: yeah and it i mean you just they're mind blowing they're mind blowing because it's like nothing but like soft gooey goodness on the inside and and the chicken pot pie taste is just it's the like roof. the
0: greatest chicken pot pie You've ever had made into like a tiny fritter, yeah, like a bite-sized fritter. Oh my god, they're just they're amazing. And then I had shrimp and grits because that's yeah, my other and
1: grits go-to. What did I have? Did I? I have the burger. I think. Yeah,
0: you had your weakness is anybody who has a burger with a fried egg on top. Yeah. You have to have. I mean, you never make it much past.
1: Uh, anything's good with a fried egg on top.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that was really good. We also went to another place, but it was, it was sort of weird. No, I'm not going to lie. It was sort of weird. It was sort of weird. It was... It was in a residential neighborhood residential in Columbia. In a,
1: golf, in a golf course.
0: It was, yeah, it was club. in the middle of a golf course in the middle yeah. of a neighborhood in Columbia. I'll link it in the show notes, but I can't remember the name of it right now. It was okay. We went with Janice Ficker and all of the places from yeah. the Carolina Fiber Girls. And her husband Brian and our friend Heather.
1: Yeah. And And I had the Carbonara and it was pretty good. But it had a lot of it was it was green. It had peas and
0: I don't know, and Heather had some sort of a green curry.
1: Yeah. That smelled amazing but was sort of weird. But we had gotten what were they? Like chips and beer dip or something?
0: Beer cheese. Beer cheese. With uh soft pretzels and chips.
1: Yeah. As appetizers and that was really good.
0: Yeah. And they had a margarita special that was all tequila no margarita.
1: Heather is and I, special.
0: Heather and I, really wanted a nap before the dessert came, but um, yeah. And here locally, I should mention, um, we're introduced, we're entering, we are enjoying some local whiskeys from uh, Red Pump Spirits, which is uh, just here in our town, and they've been trying to replicate the whiskey rebellion era. Um, spirits of the late 18th century, and we've been um, participating with them. I've been doing some spinning demos at the distillery, and uh, we've been coming up with some cocktail recipes. And just this past weekend, uh, our son went in and bartended for them at the National Pike Festival
1: and made some cocktails out of there. Yes, and they've also been giving us their spent distiller's grains to feed our sheep.
0: Yes, that brings us to our word on the street segment, which is all of our big news. Um, so, yeah, that's par- that's our biggest news is that we've been starting to partner with some of the local restaurants here uh, with our free-range eggs, uh, the produce that our son is growing, and grass-fed heritage lamb. Um, we've also been using spent distiller's grains from that local distillery to feed our flock over the winter. So now all of our sheep will be um, produced using the spent distiller's grains. And then we are moving toward doing a um, whiskey rebellion dinner with lamb raised on spent whiskey grains paired with the whiskeys produced from those grains. So it's going to be kind of, you know, upcycled and and green and super local and super fun. So we're excited about that. Um, because spent distiller's grains are actually a very high-quality, high-protein, organic, and non-GMO food source for our flock. And a really good supplement for the hay that Drew made.
1: Yeah, and they were just throwing them away.
0: Yeah, and if we didn't take them, they'd otherwise end up in the dumpster.
1: Yeah. And the sheep love them
0: and it's really really helped with our our lamb production this year um all of our lambs have been much healthier um than they were when we were using the traditional grains which i thought was an interesting um an interesting outcome yeah and it smells amazing and you know when we bring it freshly back from the distillery and drive it steaming to the farm and then feed it to the sheep. It's almost like giving them more oatmeal for breakfast.
1: Yeah. <laughs> except yeah. that
0: it's made from wheat or rye. So it's been really cool. We really. Yeah, and it smells like whiskey. And it smells a little bit like whiskey. It's, it's really fragrant and really sort of a sweet smell. Mm-hmm. So really enjoying that. Um, what else are we not thinking about? Oh, and the other word on the street is we are hosting the second um, magical fiber fantasy retreat. November eighth through the eleventh at Coronado Springs Resort at yeah, Disney, Disney World, World. and um, this year's teachers will be Laura Linneman of the Net Girls, Laura Ayler, Tannis Gray, and Liz Gibson. Um, and I'm super excited about Liz Gibson because she has um, she does a lot of work with rigid headed looms, and really makes weaving very accessible. Um, to people who haven't done it before, so I'm really excited. I hope I get to take those classes.
1: Yeah, oh, well, see why not? Um, yeah, and we're kind of excited that it's going to be at Coronado Springs. That as some of you might know, the first one was at the Swan and Dolphin Resort, which is on Disney property, but is not actually a Disney property. It's run by what Marriott. So there were Marriott or Westin or whoever the, it's
0: owned by this week.
1: Yeah. And so, because of that, there were a couple of issues which being at Coronado Springs is going to going to correct like free parking for for the locals because there was no free parking at the other resort
0: absolutely that was you know that was our our biggest challenge um was the parking issue because last the last time we had one. It was literally eighteen dollars every time you left the parking lot.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, morning, noon, or night. Even if you were there three or four times in one day, like you had to go home and let your dogs out and come back for another class, it was another eighteen dollars. And all of the vendors who came to um, to set up had to pay eighteen dollars every time they were in and out of the. And it was just. It was just something that we
1: didn't foresee, and it got to be a huge issue. Yeah, and it got to the point where I was running out every time someone wanted to leave the parking lot. To to help them. To help them, yeah.
0: But uh, this year, also, another really cool thing is our vendor market is going to be a three-day market. Yeah. Instead of just one day. And in the three-day market, there will also be um, demos and mini-classes. So there'll be lots and lots of things to do in the market. Um, Laura from Four Pearls Yarn Shop in Winter Haven is partnering with us on the retreat this year, so she's really putting a lot into the vendor market. And of course, the yarn bu- the yarn truck will be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really exciting. Well, I think we've I think we've come to the end of it, and it's pretty much time to go and feed the lambs again. Yeah. So I think that'll be our our first episode here with the new format and our my uh, obviously adorable, oh. cute and furry new co-host. My oh, thank you. My Scooter Pie.
1: You're adorable, too.
0: Oh, well, thank you. I kind of like him. We kind of like each other. It's okay. Um. So until we see you again, keep those needles clicking and keep the rubber on the road. Yeah, that's right.